Welcome to Trans Mafia. I'm Blue. This is Orion. Welcome back. We are so glad to be back from our little Christmas New Year's break. Um, we both had family stuff we had to do. We got to want to give all our Trans Mafia listeners a chance to have holiday time with their family and not have to choose between that and listening to our amazing podcast. So, yeah. Well, then you can go listen to old ones. If you really miss us, you can go back and listen to the ones you've already heard or tell your friends to do because they should just be hearing our freaking mouths gap. <laughs> <laughs> we hope everybody had a good holiday season. Yes. How was your holidays? It was good. I went and actually, um, right before New Year's, I went and saw Lizzo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was at a club. And, and it's really interesting because I've never paid for VIP and I've never paid for bottle service. I've gotten VIP and bottle service, but that's a whole another Madonna story. Anyway, at some point, I'll bring that back up and we'll talk about it. But, um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was actually really good. Um, she came, she, like, happened to be performing the next night for New Year's, and I was not going to go out for New Year's Eve because it's, like, amateur night mm-hmm. here, um, a.k.a. everybody's drunk driving, and it's scary as shit, and Uber is really expensive. So I found tickets for the marquee club or something like that where like VIP so we share a VIP section with um, other people and it was really fun because we like chit chatted with you know what it was really really cool the people who were there and single or with their girlfriends or whatever were fine the straight couples were dicks like they were like oh we're in our own world and we're just like it was like no that's not how this works you <laughs> this is not your VIP section interact stupid. With us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the whole point is to kind of interact with people and that's like part of the fun yeah one chick was there like handing out yeah, she was in, in our VIP area, she's handing out like edibles like nobody's business. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Go edibles. Yeah, so you know, Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that was really fun. So Lizzo performed a couple songs and that was very cool. It was so packed in there and I was, I have never been so happy to be in like, like wrangled area so I didn't have to like be smushing my body against a bunch of other people's bodies uh, against a bunch of girls and guys that couldn't keep their drinks upright because <laughs> the floor was so freaking sticky when I got oh. out to go to the bathroom which also <sighs> well you know like the women's bathroom is always gross it wasn't a long line but all the girls were like trying to take cute pictures mm-hmm. when you were in a bathroom at a club, don't take pictures of yourself. That's just tacky. They do it here all the time in the bathroom. I don't get it. So tacky. Uh, they're sitting in front of the mirror doing all these poses and stuff. Right, and I'm like, well, right. it's a mirror. Like, why are you in a bathroom taking a picture? But right. And I mean, if you don't have a mirror at home, I guess. But I guess the drunker you get, the more you think you're cute, or something. I guess I don't know. Um, have a friend take. A, I don't know. I, I I'm all about some selfies, but not. I don't know. By the time these girls were taking selfies, I'm like, you're not looking cute. And your duck face is not cute. Anyway, that's me being super judgmental. You're welcome. Um, no, but I had fun, and my partner had fun, and it was it was good. Good times. Much good. So, um, yeah. What about you? Did you do anything exciting or just no, lay low? No, I worked New Year's Eve and just kind of mm-hmm. hung out at home with the okay. husband and the kid. New Year's Day and just kind of chilled out. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out New Year's, I think right before New Year's Day, that we uh, lost one of our girls, uh, Addie. Yeah. Uh, the day before Thanksgiving, I think, is when they found her. So I was kind of trying to figure all that out and just kind of wrap my head around that because it really bothered me and still kind of bothers me. Um, 
But yeah, I just really kind of hung low and, well, not low, but you know, uh, hung out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just kind of, you know, I don't really like to go out if I don't have to. I took it's, a lift to work because I don't like driving. I don't like being around those no, people. I don't want nothing no. to do with none of that. No, and, and in fact, um, I think that you had posted this. I also found it. There was a taxi driver that had been killed on New Year's, yeah, New Year's Day. Yeah, Oklahoma City. Yeah, um, trans, trans guy. Uh, yeah, they don't think it was it was gender motivated. They think mm-hmm. it might have been a robbery, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the poor guy was just out working, trying to support his wife and four kids. Mm-hmm. Found him shot to death in his cab. His name right. was Dustin. Yeah. So first one of the new year. Yay! Look at us making records. I'm telling you, I'm telling um, you. And I mean, it maybe it's good that we're moving past like like uh just being killed because you're trans and i think he kind of lived pretty stealth and whatever oh no he was active oh was he yeah he was he started helped start like equality oklahoma and a bunch of the groups and stuff so i mean he was a community activist Mm -hmm. on there and i think that's part of the reason it hit people so hard because because everybody knew him yeah like he would do anything for anybody you know he was out giving rides for free when he was killed on new year's eve so it just i don't know people use our community as a target and and, yeah and then that kind of thing like the whole thing about that is that if you're going to use somebody for a robbery like that uh people don't take cash anymore right like cab cab drivers don't have cash on them it's not like back in the day where everything was cash like they have the the sliders like everybody uses their freaking card yeah and maybe they'll have a couple bucks on them but like for the most part i don't think that they have money on them so it doesn't even make sense to rob a cab driver anymore. So then that makes me think, okay, is it really robbery? Because how is that robbery or was it targeted? And then we, of course, we'll never know unless they find the person. But then even then, you know. They like, don't, the police don't investigate these things, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'll use Addie as an example, you know. So when they found Addie, they found her. She used to have been staying in a hotel room here. We have a hotel called Budget Suites, like weekly rentals. Um, and a friend of hers, Michael, had rented her a room, and she had let various people stay with her because that's the kind of person Addie was. She knew how it was to, to be without, and if she could help somebody else, she would, you know. Um, she did have a history of drug use, various drugs, um, you know, and she also had a criminal past. But they found her underneath the bed in the room, and she had been there for four days with people going in and out of the room. And the only reason they found her was because the people next door called because of an odor coming out of that room. So I have some serious questions um, and the detective said that they're not going to investigate it as a homicide. Right. Um, I'm just bothered by the fact that they're going to keep it as a suspicious death, but it's not a homicide. I, I don't know. I don't know. I understand how they decide what cases to investigate, what not. But uh, apparently, when it comes to trans women of color, they uh, don't like to take those things too yeah. too seriously. I don't know. And that's unfortunate. I'm trying not to be jaded about the situation, but it's kind of personal. For me, I'm so. very jaded about everything. You know. Um, yeah, that is a really, it's a really unfortunate way to start the new, to get wealth and end the year. Um, but also, like, it, again, it goes with this whole idea of, these aren't people. Mm-hmm. You know. But again, who is counted as people? Yeah. White, white girls with blue eyes and uh, white men, wealthy men. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just... There's so many things going on in today's society that I think prioritizing things, especially if, like, the police departments... I mean, I get it. It's hard. They got a lot going on. 
and they can't investigate 100% and spend all their resources on like one death I get that but yeah you know well you know we can only do what we can do like we can be loudmouths on this podcast we can you know other people can share stuff around you know the information um question actually for our listeners speaking of spreading information around so uh, blue and i were kind of talking before we started the podcast and we know that um a lot of younger people don't really go into facebook like they're doing things like um Discord, and I know that they're Instagram, but Instagram is really just pictures. Um, Do you all feel like we would do well trying some other forum type type places to connect with people? Do you feel like Facebook is a decent hub? We have a lot of people on Facebook, a lot of followers, but I mean, I think that, and I don't know how, how interested young people would be in listening to what we have to say because... You know, when we're old fogies, kind of, not really, I don't know. I don't know how, you know, uh, age is relative when you're talking. I, I'm only 45, so I don't know what old is. Age <laughs> 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 is relative when you're trans, so, um, because of developmental things. But, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys could, like, get back to us and, like, let us know. Because if we're missing something, like, we don't know everything. And, like, we do have somebody doing our social media, or else doing our social media, but also, like, we don't have, like, oh, we should get a young intern to do social media or something. <laughs> Anybody want to be our young intern? A little baby. All right. Anyway, um, so I sent you something. Change gears a little bit. My favorite story of the new year is the toe sucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I know it's not. I don't get it. Why are you sucking toes? It's not. It's it's not trans related, but it was like the best thing for me to start this new year off with. I just needed it so bad. So apparently, a guy had broken into this other guy's house. Which it's interesting because in the article they had withheld the gender. I think that the guy who was getting his toes sucked was freaked out. People would think that he was gay because another man was sucking his toes. And it's like, but that, you didn't choose for this guy to suck your toes. But anyway, he woke up to this guy sucking his toes. And the guy's like, I'm just here to service the toes. (laughs) And like, the guy, I mean, the guy ended up beating the crap out of the, but he broke and entered and then was weird on top of it. And I don't think that, you know, sucking toes, like, all the consensual stuff, but don't sneak into somebody's freaking house and start sucking their toes. That's so weird. It's such a weird thing. It's like, I like sucking strangers' toes while they're in bed sleeping. Like, I want to I wanna know how many people have that fetish. I just can't with that. I, to me, I don't, I mean, I don't mind feet. We all have them, but sucking toes is just... Uh, I mean, I'm not. No, I'm not about it. No, um, no. I mean, that's not something that I will, like strive or go towards but I can understand if if, you know people like I can understand you know toes are very sensitive (laughs) and that kind of a thing but also like don't suck strangers toes you don't know where their toes have been and maybe that's the thrill because you don't know where their toes have been (laughs) but like don't don't that's such a random thing it wasn't a robbery it was just I want to come suck your toes like the urge was strong with that one Anyway, I have a lot uh, of uh, fetishes, and I've heard of a lot of different fetishes. Some of them are interesting. Some of them, are, to me, 
are just plain up gross. Yeah. Like, like food yeah. play. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I, I actually or, have a thing with that too. I can't. Or adult babies. I mean, I understand. I'm not putting it down. I'm right. not. I'm not downplaying yes, that at all. For me, it's not for me. If right. it's for other people, right. that's great. But for me, yeah. I'm not changing I, no adult diapers. Yeah. Not unless it's somebody like to, who like, like has well, them yeah. on for a reason. Like yeah. I'm not feeding an adult by di- by a bottle. I'm not yeah. throwing food at you. I'm not doing any of that. I'm sorry. I can't. I, I have a thing with the food too, because it's just like food and sex to me are not mm. not in the same thing. Because like I'm like I'm all about like please brush your teeth and I don't yeah. I don't no know. water sports. No scat. No blood. None of that. None of that. Oh, you're no fine blood. No, I'm like, putting a pair of boots on. That's all that you're Oh, speaking of boots, oh. I was boots? I, boots. I was invited to the Las Vegas Smokeout. Oh, yeah? Do you know about this? No. The first person I thought was you. Really? When is it? When was it? It is in April. Really? Yeah, and it's a, it's it's essentially, it's a bear. It's, okay. it's a bear um, Here? event. Yes. Whoa. So, essentially, it's like, it's like a... You know, like stogies and uh, and uh, guys in leather, and like uh-huh. the pictures are like big, burly men in their leather. And I was just, I thought of you. I was like, ah, I should drag blue to this. Let's go. Let's <laughs> yeah, because go. I was in kind of like sideways of either. They're like, oh, do you know about this? I'm like, why would I know? About this? <laughs> <laughs> do I look like I'm a bear. I'm just a little cub. <laughs> I'm not even that. I'm not even that. Oh my god. Um, like what? It, what would they? I don't know if they would call me Goldilocks. I don't even know. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that's happening in April. I guess uh, when we get a little bit closer, I'll let you know. Because I know there are actually are a lot of uh, trans guys that do identify themselves within like the bear community. Yeah. Um, for people that don't know, bears are like hairy guys, uh, and usually bigger guys too. So anyway, but I was like, I saw the pictures, and I'm like, mm, I should drag blue to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. I'd love it. I'd be you would not I wouldn't be able to get anything done. I'd just be No, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was looking about you dragging you. Um anyway, so that's that's good times. Yeah. I don't know. Like I hope that this year I started this year off with a cold. So like we're getting out a little bit later because uh yeah, because I was not able to record on Sunday. Uh, I had an interesting conversation with a trans person over the weekend on yes. Facebook, actually, ironically enough, talking about um, trans, uh, trans people signing out their own community mm-hmm. and, like, where their moral ethical line come when it comes to, like, for example, like, if you're trans and working for an organization or volunteering or involved in it, any way of an organization that is not 100% trans-friendly or that you know is doing things that are, you know hurting the trans community such as, you know, um, I don't know, maybe taking donations from places that aren't, aren't nice, you know, right, something like right. that. And they're like, well, what does it matter? It's money. And I'm like, but doesn't it matter where the money comes from? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like, so it would it be okay for a white organization or a black organization to take money from the KKK? Well, no, because that's different. I'm like... But is it? And I, yeah, but is it? So, I mean, how important is is ethically sourced money? Mm-hmm. Like, for like for us to stand up and say, this isn't okay and not have anything to do with it. Right. Or do we say, oh, well, you know, we need the money and we'll take whatever we can. I mean, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. The, the trans community is in a position where, like, 
not very many places will fund us. So we're getting kind of like charity funds. Right. Because that money from the Prop 8 has dried up and gone elsewhere. Well, into into things that are just not, have nothing to do with trans stuff. Not all of it, but most of it. And so, because, you know, um, many gay men, well, they won. Well, it's even, yeah, but it's even our own trans org storms underneath the boss, like NCTE. Mm-hmm. Firing, or not firing, but buying out employees mm-hmm. and union busting them, basically, because they wanted to protect themselves and have better benefits and better pay. Mm-hmm. You know, and so instead of working and cooperating with them, oh, we're just going to buy you out. Now, I mean, that's a perfect example. Now, they have a bunch of job openings, but would it be okay for a trans person to still go work there? Or would it be like kind of stabbing you a community in the back knowing what's going mm-hmm. on and know the other people who left because they were getting treated crappy? Yeah. Um, but that's that's the whole know. dilemma, though, because you can't make change from outside. Many times you have to make change from inside. So how do you go in and try to affect change? And sometimes change is extremely slow. I mean, the trans community has made a lot of strides, like, publicly, mm-hmm. but then in our own communities, people who do actual activism, not, I'm an actor, and I'm doing activism, that kind of shit, because that's great, except that's not really helping the trans community as a whole um, in ways that they need. Uh, yes, visibility is important, but that's not the only way to make people feel accepted. Um, for people that actually need, like, things, you know, housing, health care, uh, support, not to die, those, you know, yeah. basic basic needs well, of living. Yeah. I read an article this weekend in a local, one of the local magazines here in Vegas about um, a trans program manager at a center, and basically they're saying that they hired this person because they wanted somebody to build bridges and to, um, you know, work better in the community. Mm-hmm. And so I actually asked this person directly, and I said, "Are you like you know standing up for things that are not not right with the trans community with the organization you work with?" Mm-hmm. Well, no, my role really is more to like educate them. And I'm like, "Well, once you try to educate them and they don't listen, they continue doing what they're doing, then what do you do?" Mm-hmm. Well, that's not really my issue. And I'm like, "So basically, you're a plant to be told to sit down and shut up, and you're willing to do it?" Yeah. No, I'm like, "Yeah, that's pretty much what you're doing." I'm like, to me, that's not serving the community well. That's not, that's not, that's well, just not. Well, <laughs> this is a hard dilemma because, again, like, there are not, there's not a lot of employment for trans people. So sometimes you just take what you get. This is why we have a lot of sex work, not because people want to do sex work, but because sometimes, like, it is for survival. It's so you can, like, live. Um... But also, like, the money thing. Like, it's like, I understand take the money where you can get it. But also, like, at the same time, like, how, how do you... You can say something, be like, I will take this money, but I need you to understand that I'm not okay with what you're doing. And I will not advertise for you unless you change what you're doing. But, like, to, I don't know, because, like, that's the whole thing. Trans people need money, so do we take it wherever we can get it? Which part of me is like, yes because there isn't a lot of avenues, but also like, we can't be like, and you're great. No, we can take this money, but we don't agree with everything that you do. Yeah. And can you change this? Because you giving us money doesn't make up for you being a dick on the other side. And I'm sorry if anybody, I, I realized that I say dick a lot. Mm-hmm. And- um, I kind of like that word, but that's just me. I don't know. I, well, I use it derogatorily because I 
see it as like and kind of an intrusive type person and I know that it's probably might be hurtful for some people um I use asshole like well we an asshole is necessary but also like it's not fun it's yeah. dirty and it's not fun and I'm definitely an asshole oh I'm an asshole too and that's part um, of my problem in life I, I can't I see dicks as yeah. like someone invasive and I think that, that might be kind of like the feminist thing where it's like invasive like rapey mm-hmm. uh I don't know. But anyway, when I use the term dick, it's not to make fun of people that have penises or want penises. It is to say you're being shitty and invasive. More about like, attitude. Yeah, and yeah. pushing pushing your things. And usually it is about a male-centered attitude. Sorry. No, I'm just going to say shut No, I'm laughing because we were in the store the other day. And my two-year-old is starting to say words and put sentences and phrases uh-huh. together. Mm-hmm. Right? So Snoopy is shitty. Every time they see Snoopy, it's shitty, shitty. Try to say Snoopy, comes mm-hmm. out sound like shitty, which was funny enough. That's right? amazing. So I took them to the store the other day to pick out a new toy because I told them uh-huh. they could because they're really well behaved. Mm-hmm. And we're going down the aisle, and all of a sudden you hear cock, cock. And I'm like, shh, no, 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 trying to say truck. I'm like, no, 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 screaming it. And I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> so funny. But that's the whole thing. Like when people hear kids doing that, yeah. it's like they know. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Yeah. If it's a little kid saying, fuck you, in a way that's very much, I'm sorry, I said fuck you and I didn't say it loud enough for the microphone. Um, and it's in a way where we know that it's like something that they've heard over and over and they're just saying it. That shit's funny though. <laughs> that shit is funny. And every time a kid does that, I just will, I will like look over and I just crack up and the parents always are like blushing. But it's, kids can't pronounce anything. Oh. My husband walked through the door from work and they were playing with their new truck and I said, Finn, I said, tell daddy what you got. And they pick it up and they look at him like, oh, cock, cock, really loud. <laughs> he just busted up laughing. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Imagine how I felt when they were doing that in the aisle in the store. <laughs> it's amazing. That shit's amazing. Um, huh. The only reason I would have kids. I don't know, like, yeah. I, I mean, I think the kids are wonderful and every child is a miracle. Um, I just don't know. I have cats and, like, I can barely deal with And I deal with other people's kids all the time in, in uh, yeah, mental health stuff, so. Oh, so interesting enough, I want to bring this up real quick. Yeah. So I've been working with a reporter from Out Magazine named Don Ennis about doing a piece about the UFC. Um, mm. But recently they did a... Um, um, a top, I think it was top 10 or 20 list mm-hmm. of the most important athletes from uh-huh. no trans people, 2010 right? to 2019. Mm-hmm. No, no trans, trans people. people. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, she's trans herself, the reporter. So Fallon Fox mm-hmm. called her out and yes. it was like, what the hell? So she apologized. She's like, mm-hmm. you know what? Fallon's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. You know, I don't know why I did this. I knew I was going to get backlash, but I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, was she getting pressure? That's the whole thing. This is what, this is part of what trans people face is that they do things because they're trying to make everybody happy. And like, if they're trans, they want to, of course, like be in cis community and make the cis people happy because that's the majority of people. Right. But then, like, hoping and praying and crossing your fingers, you're not going to get called out on it. Well, you know, it's kind of funny because I asked, there's an organization here um, 
And I asked them, they have no trans reps on their board once I looked down the website. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, I'm like, well, who's your trans rep? And they're like, well, we work with two people, one from the center and one from the local trans pride organization. The problem is when you, people that don't like being held accountable, mm-hmm. they take it personally and then they mm-hmm. lash out. And it's like... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's getting defensive about things and people do, you know, they do get defensive because either one, they have thought about it and tried to justify it and, you know, we can justify anything or they've already beat themselves up about it and they don't want to hear right. it anymore. Well, I asked I asked him, I'm like, so you're holding, because part of their thing is they um, are pushing equality for young athletes. I said, so you're having your board meetings mm-hmm. in a place that takes money from people who aren't equal to trans athletes. Well, the center's not transphobic. And I said, you as a cis person don't have the right to decide that. Mm-hmm. That's not your call. Yep. Well, yes, it is. I said, no, it's not. I said, that'd be like me saying that Donald Trump is not anti-gay. You know what I'm saying? Well, yes, he is. Well, you don't get to decide what's transphobic, right. what's, tra- what's not. Right. Just like you don't get to decide what's racist and what's not. Mm-hmm. I said, that doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. All you'd like to do is start trouble, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, because I'm asking you questions. I was being really nice about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no matter if I'm an asshole about it, if I'm nice about it, it doesn't matter. Well, people, I mean, don't, people don't like to have mirrors held up and they don't like to have their decisions questioned and it's like I I can understand that but it especially cis people do not like being called out right they they know better than us well they don't like being called out on their judgment about things that they have no right to be like fucking straight people have a no right to call to have judgment and make a judgment call about if a place is like homophobic or not Right. Like that's not that that's not because it's not that's where you need to go to someone who's an expert. Yeah. And find out. Um Yeah. So I mean, you know, I know how you are and I know how you call out and like I think that the way you do it and the way you word it, it can be abrasive. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's a little bit like you're like, Hello, mm-hmm. do you not see the the irony do you not see that this is not okay and like, a lot of times when i do that i've mm-hmm. I've, I've already come across them very nice mm-hmm. like that's like the fourth or fifth time i've said like this is not okay mm-hmm. and yeah i do escalate it when it comes to like the fourth and fifth time i have mm-hmm. to keep telling you like this right, 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 is right, not right. okay right you know what i'm saying because then it's like you're just plain out right. not listening and not and choosing to decide that you know better yeah. for the trans community when yeah. you're cisgender yeah. And not, I'm not done with that. Yeah, that thought. And, thought. and that's, but that's also a thing because if you're checking with someone who's part of the trans community but is not hooked into the trans community as a whole, or you're taking one person's opinion who may not even really know what's going on in the trans community and not really be hooked in, yeah. like one person cannot decide if something is or isn't. Right. You know? Right. It, it has to be kind of a collective, right. it needs to be like focus grouped and that shit um well it's kind of ignorance too because i told him i said you realize that the center takes money from trump supporters no they don't i said oh yeah they do who and i said really i said so i went to the website and i pulled a list of their supporters mm-hmm. and then I, I i took a screenshot of that and then i went to the supporters list mm-hmm. And I looked at who they supported. Mm-hmm. And six out of ten donors mm-hmm. had donated a lot of money to Trump. Mm-hmm. So I showed that. Well, this isn't true. I'm like, okay, it's not true. Yeah. It's just on their websites. But it's not true. You're right. 
I'm like, like you're doctoring it so yeah to your point yeah or something like that yeah. but that's that's the thing like like straight ignorance well yeah that's it's interesting that that person couldn't accept what you're saying and say oh you know let me do a little bit more research into this oh that's interesting mm-hmm. hmm I need, need to rethink this rather than just getting defensive because yeah. when you get defensive that's you turning off and saying well I can't learn and that that's that kind of old dog new tricks right yeah like like when someone thinks that they know everything they're not going to even bother trying to learn right no I already know everything yeah then you don't open yourself up mm-hmm. that's you like shutting the door and you can't know everything or actually you can't really know much about anything about a community you're not part of yeah you know so i don't know a lot about the lesbian community because i'm not part of it so what do you think of this mess that's going on that our president's got to do with iran oh my oh my Um, I've already had clients coming to me, clients that are, that are young men, um, coming to me and asking about draft. Yeah. And I'm like, they're like, because I have this diagnosis, can I, can I skip the draft? Like, and I'm like, I don't know. So, and I don't know what that means for trans people because they don't want trans people in the military. So I guess trans people don't, aren't getting drafted. So here's the funny thing. I don't when know. You, legally change your gender mm-hmm. if you're under the age of the draft I forget what it is you have to register for you it you have yeah. to register mm-hmm. for it but if they call your number if you get drafted mm-hmm. all you have to do is prove that you're trans and you'll get out of it so why they make trans people register um, they don't have the they don't have the ability to recognize no they don't recognize that, that there it, are <laughs> well and that uh, kind of goes to like where I feel like trans people are men and women and others but we don't classify it differently because it's different life experiences so I feel like trans people are trans men or trans women or trans whatever gender whatever um or not gender or not (laughs) like like me like not gender um but like when you are classifying everything in a binary and expectations like not everybody has the same experience and the same parts and all this kind of shit and so yes i don't think they're trans people but they we don't have any differentiation we just see uh m pop up and then all of a sudden they have to register Mm -hmm. um yes this is i I don't i do not understand like i like this is like okay it was just taking a while just it was any moment our fucking president is going to shoot off his mouth and piss somebody off and like I feel like it's where there's a bunch of people standing around and someone's shooting off their mouth trying to go on a fight and everybody's like can you shut up shut up you know what I'm talking about those people who like they're belligerent and drunk and you're like can you stop talking stop this you are going to start a fucking riot here and you can't shut the fuck up and everybody wants to do something but nobody can yeah because they don't want to get in trouble for doing anything. And I'm like, someone needs to fucking hogtie this bitch and take his fucking phone away. Well, and here's the thing, like, you He's know... He's a child. Yeah, God. he is. And I think that, I mean, being about it and, and having... And I, and, and I did three tours, three and a half tours in Iraq. Um, you know, having been there, I agree that the guy needed to get taken out of power. Mm. But the way he did it, just opened up a whole can of worms. You know, and this tit for tat, I don't know if you read this, but these, him and the guy that got killed had a Twitter war back and forth where they were taunting each other. I know. And it's like, whose dick is bigger? 
Right. I it's, mean, and then you're gonna end up. It, the whole thing is just like, I, I can't. I can't the way that happened. Right. Um, you know, and now we're just in a whole. Now we're in it. We're in for yeah. a whole world of hurt. They're gonna tag somebody someplace here in the United States. Well, I'm just and waiting that's for it. that's the problem is that you know we, it, a lot of people make a lot of money. A lot of people make a lot of money on poor. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have a lot of money tied up into um, making guns, making war, you know, uniforms, fucking yeah. everything. Yeah. People make money yeah. off of war. So there is an incentive for our country to continually be in war. Right. Right. Um, and that's not a good way to be. No. Like, I understand it's capitalism and investors, but as I've said before, and I will say it again, capitalism has run its course in this fucking country because capitalism only works if people have money to buy things and then they are getting enough work to make money to buy things. And we aren't doing that. Service industry does not give you that. No. Um, And in a freaking city, which is 100% service industry, there are lots of poor people here. This yeah. is a like small-ass town of people that are... Some of them are making a little over minimum wage or minimum wage. Not the minimum wage of San Francisco, like 15 bucks. Yeah. And, you know, not barely being able to live. Well, it just ama- it amazes me that they can figure out how to build a Raiders stadium and how to get the Raiders here and how to do all this stuff and how to build new casinos and all this stuff, but they can't figure out how to solve the housing problem, the homeless problem. Like... Because it doesn't benefit them. No. No, because that's money out. Yeah, they'd rather criminalize them and and give them misdemeanors so we clog up the jail systems and the court systems. Yeah. So it just, it doesn't, yeah. Well, somebody's benefit, but that's, again, that's that's the prison industrial complex and privatizing prisons, and people are making money off of that. And essentially, that's slave labor. And that's also, oh, God, I was talking to somebody the other day about that, that, prison is essentially jail a lot of jail is debtor's prison mm-hmm. um debtor's prison goes back to so england beating tickets and um, all that kind of stuff yeah well yeah i mean uh, for for instance like if yeah if you get a speeding ticket you can't pay the speeding ticket and then like they come to collect the speeding ticket you can they're like well you can spend time in jail or you can pay the ticket well if you don't have money you're gonna go to jail yeah that's debtor's prison yeah I don't think anybody um, should go to prison for fucking parking for a speed. No, speech. or that's de- debtor's jail. Like, it's... Yeah, child support does the same thing. Um, and I think, yes, I think that people should pay child support. But some people really can't pay their child support. Yeah. You know? But I also... Yeah. I, I don't agree with debtor's prison at all. Like, it's... And I don't think that they should suspend people's licenses because they can't pay their tickets either. Because then what, what does that do? It yeah. just puts them further and further in the hole and further and further down mm-hmm. a bad path. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, this is what happens when, if people are living in their car and it's parked somewhere, and then they decide that, oh, people can't park their campers or whatever here, so we're going to tow it. And then they're homeless and they don't have the money to get their car. So they also just lost their home. But then it's illegal to be homeless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you are creating. You are creating this environment of failure. failure. Like there's no way to get out of it. The only way, and then people are looking at, well, if I can just get disability or if I can just get, you know, 
and it's like so people are like I you know they're turning to the government like it's becoming dependent on government and I think that government should be there mm -hmm. but we all should be able to live places yeah and like you know and it's kind of funny I mean I'm just with gears here a minute sure, sure, sure. but like you know I was thinking I was looking at conferences the other day an upcoming conference schedule and I was like well, I want to go to this one I want to go to this one I can't do this one I can't do this one but like a lot of the reasons I can't do them is because like a lot of times I'll, I'll submit to do a workshop for a conference mm -hmm. right right and I'll use creating change just for an example mm -hmm. because it's the first one coming up in the new year mm -hmm. but like if you do a workshop for them you have to fly yourself there right you have to pay for your hotel pay for your food and pay to get into the conference right so now they're using you to make money off of you and charging you to do it right I and you're you're Bullshit. Educating for free. Right. Bullshit. You know, there's an article in one of the magazines around here about one of the organizations having trans people write a bunch of articles, and none of us got paid for it. Yes. And it's like, that's exploitive. Yeah. It's exploitative. You're, you're using free labor, and you're making money off of it? Well, and it's a lot of times people will do it with, like, the idea, well, I'll be published, and it's like a promise of more... Um, but, like, when you do work, when anybody does work, in fact, this has been... I know someone that did some consulting on a movie. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, I hope they're paying you for that. And they're like, no. Mm -hmm. And I was like, they're making a shit ton of money off of a movie, but they're not paying you to be a trans consultant. Um, I think, and that's the whole thing. Like, I, trans and disability. Like, because mm -hmm. my partner was a consultant for a TV show, and I'm like, you better make sure that they're going to pay you. Because they didn't want to. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, you need to like tell them they need to pay you. This is not fucking free labor. You're not a... No, but know. it's funny, like, you know, when I worked at my previous employer, and we'd get called out to do stuff like that, we never billed them for it. We just went and did it. Should we have? Probably. Like, they should have offered something, but these, these places never do. They call uh -huh. this place, expecting to get this information, and for us to come give it to them for free. Right. I don't think any information should be free like that. Yeah, well, it, it depends on what information that they value. Because some information they'll pay an awful lot for. And some information they have to get. So, like, with um, uh, when they first started imposing that businesses had to have uh, sexual harassment mm -hmm. like they had to have like sexual harassment training and all this kind of stuff um, at first they didn't want to pay people I right. guarantee they didn't want to pay people for that but because it was mandated they're like okay and then people became like what they did yeah um, I know that around here I offered and I know that you were talking about it to train in schools for you know trans policy and that kind of stuff and there was someone who had done some of that stuff around here and kind of ruined some shit. Mm -hmm. But they were like, oh, no, 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 I got a letter back that said, no, we don't need the help. We, we're doing it in-house. And I was like, you have a trans person training people? Right. I highly doubt it. That's what I said in my head. I didn't say that to them. But I'm like, but that's the problem is because they're like, oh, we already know. Yeah. So instead of getting someone who knows and employing someone and doing something in a way that's appropriate, they're like, well, we're just going to do it because it's something we know we need, but we don't really want to pay for it. So someone who's yeah. already getting paid, we're just going to have them do it. And they're going to give misinformation, guaranteed, because if you're not in it, you don't well, know. Well, the information they get, they look up on the internet and they pull up a bunch of flyers information and say, mm -hmm. oh, this is okay and this is not. And people, yep. yeah, they don't, they don't have any idea what they're talking about. But then again... People know better than us about You'd themselves. You'd be so. surprised how often that happens. Mm -hmm. and but that's when you are a minority type community. 
that's what happens is that people tell your story for you. Right. They share your narrative without even asking or knowing what it's really about. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's uber frustrating. Yeah. It's, it is not a good situation at all. No. But it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Um, and as much as we have people that are on the front lines trying to change this, trying to make it different, it's frustrating because it's like no one's going to, nobody's listening. No, and like, so you feel like you have to shout louder and louder and louder and like, and then you get on. and then you get labeled aggressive, right? Which is my situation, right? Yeah, right. yeah. No, it is. It's absolutely frustrating because, you know, like I said before, a lot of times it's like, well, you know, this really isn't okay. Yeah. You know, well, yes, it is. No, and here's why. Well, that's your opinion. No, this is the way it really just is for the trans community and yeah. just in general. Yeah. Well, no, because I don't. I don't think that's true. So it's not true. Right. Okay. And that's that's the problem. It's like when someone shuts it down like that, when they're like, well, I don't believe that. And it's like even if you start trying to show them proof, no, but they've already made up their mind yeah, what's true the, and what's not. Truth. So it, then it becomes like they're not even open. Yeah. Um, and that's really frustrating because it doesn't, it doesn't matter how loud. The louder you talk, the more they put their fingers in their ears and start humming. Yeah. Like they don't want to hear it. People don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. And it's 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 demeaning mm-hmm. and it's shitty and it is frustrating as all get out yeah so I don't, know. I don't know but I'm hoping with this new year and a lot of the new stuff I know that there's a lot more press that's happening with trans stuff of course with the positive press stuff there's also negative press stuff um, they are investigating more yeah you know more uh, of murders um, I don't know if they're calling them hate crimes or not but we know that they are yeah well, I mean, for me, I've decided for myself to take, like, on my Facebook, I put up, I posted the other day, you know, like, for 2020, I'm holding myself and those on my friends list more responsible mm-hmm. for standing up for the trans community mm-hmm. and for transphobic stuff. Mm-hmm. If you see stuff and stay stuff and don't, or, you know, mm-hmm. and don't say anything or, oh, this is okay because I don't, I'm not tolerating that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not. And I was really surprised I had to go through my list and delete a bunch of people and a couple had to stop and pause. I'm like, I really like this person. Yeah. You know, but they're complicit in this and I can't have that I can't be akin to that right you know what I'm saying because but I mean what is complacency because sometimes people are working towards making changes but you just can't see it well complacency is continuing to hold events in a place that doesn't right. treat the trans community well and then say it doesn't matter mm-hmm. or it's not true or it's not happening yeah that to me is complacency. Yeah. And when you're told and shown the evidence and you choose mm-hmm. to ignore it or did that's complacency. Yeah, but like that's the whole thing. Like you sometimes you don't know what's going on underneath. Sometimes there's work that's being done that you can't necessarily see. Right. And so a perfect example of that is an organization I just now got involved with mm-hmm. because they started seeing certain stuff that was going on, mm-hmm. you know, and so now they're taking the attitude of, well, we're looking for a different space, but mm-hmm. until we do Mm-hmm. We're going to hold it here, but we're not staying quiet about it, and right. we're definitely going to speak up about right. it. That is what an ally yes. does. Now, I understand if you don't have any place to go, but do something to try and change it. Don't just sit there and say, I'm not going to. Yeah, don't Yeah. Don't dig your hand, dig your heels in. Right. But that's the whole thing. Like, it is sometimes, like, these changes have to be subtly done. And, it, like, as I've gotten older and, like, gotten away from, like, front lines... The fucking politics driving bonkers. But being able to swing weight 
um, in an appropriate way in certain settings I've been able to do because I have a fucking degree. Right. Oh, all of a sudden I have a degree and, and right. people are listening to me. Right. Which doesn't make any fucking sense. But, oh, I went to school for a few years and put up with some fucking cis head bullshit. Uh, now I'm like now you can listen to me but that's what's happening oh, is that yeah. because like because I have weight because I can throw it around then I say okay I can do this but this is what I see and this is a problem are we going to change this and degrees don't always mean everything no they don't I mean you can have a degree in gender studies but does that mean you can run a program no does that mean you're knowledgeable about the trans community no does that mean that you should be doing and, anything right and calling yourself non-binary doesn't change anything no like that doesn't that doesn't mean yeah. that you know any more than the piece of paper you had about gender studies. Yeah. So I don't know. It, anyway, <laughs> it yeah. just it's frustrating that people just sit there and, and, and constantly discount us and our achievements and everything that we know mm -hmm. because we're trans. That means nothing else matters. Well, right. Well, and then you know, I mean, not to downplay, and I think that there are a lot more people that that are maybe non-binary or within like the trans scope than we know of but I've noticed that there's this trend of being non-binary um, as convenience yep. like you are con you conveniently pass in society and you're okay if people call you this that and the other but then in certain circles like you're gonna code switch and be like well I'm non-binary when I'm around trans people but I'm a uh, female or male in you know in cis spaces and then it becomes like is it a safety thing or is it you're just playing your best options right now and i'm going to use this as an example and i'm not saying anything negative or positive about it but mm -hmm. sam smith came out as non-binary mm -hmm. you know and i sat and wondered i'm like are they really non-binary are they using that as more of a marketing ploy more of a ploy to get mm -hmm. themselves mark you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and i don't i'm not saying that they are they're not right i don't know but I think that sometimes people can claim non-binary status for advantageous advantageous mm -hmm. reasons. Oh well, because I mean, it's the easiest to claim. You don't have to do anything. Right. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to change anything in that. But then it makes it like, but I'm, I'm non-binary, and I'm non-binary in a way, where I can't hide being non-binary. Like. But you know what? What trips me out, and I I don't understand this, so maybe you can explain it to me. Because okay. Non-binary, right? Right. 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 But somebody who claims to be non-binary, right? means that they kind of feel both? Mm, not well, necessarily. Okay, so then does it mean that they identify with more one than the other? Being non-binary means that you don't ascribe to the binary that we actually live in. So in, like, I identify as non-binary, my label that I choose to kind of catch is right. agender. I don't I don't fit into these things. I've tried. I've tried. But, like, I, it's not like I'm a mixture of man and woman. No, it's okay. like I actually am looking at this and going, I don't see where I fit in. For you? Yes, for me. But some I people do identify as non-binary, but they kind of have a mix of Yes, I, I would say some people do. Okay. But I feel like that's, yeah, so they feel like they're either a mix of both well, I'm, this is air quotes, so you can't always say it. But both are like the two genders that we identify, you know, that we recognize, or neither. So my question is, mm -hmm. when it comes to appearances of non-binary people, um, I'm talking more clothing. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about physical appearance. 
but if somebody says that they're non-binary, mm-hmm. but almost 100% of the time, mm-hmm. dress is feminine and appears mm-hmm. feminine, mm-hmm. and has no problem with being called she or her, mm-hmm. along with they or them, I, I don't know, I kind of struggle with that, because they don't want to go by he, which is fine, but they mm-hmm. never dress anything but 100% feminine, right. and go by she, her, or they, them. But that's the thing about, about you know, how you feel inside is different than how you present. But many right. people present differently because they identify. Mm-hmm. And it's easier for people to understand and read. But then that's the whole thing. It's like, well, you can't judge a book by its cover. But then also it's like, but if you're, you are someone who is supposed to be a leader in a community mm-hmm. and you're saying, oh, I'm non-binary, is that a this is convenient to be non-binary right now? Right. Or is this, oh, well, I've always kind of felt like a tomboy, so I'm non-binary. That's not the same thing. This is like a whole, it's a gender thing. It's a, your gender is, is fucked. Like, you are not fitting into this Or if you kind society. of discover it right before you got a job offer, that would make that discovery very... Uh, Advantageous? Yes. Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's in them, and that's in their own soul, and that's yeah. with the people that hire whoever that person is I, I, for me to be a leader in any community you have to be really really solid in who you are mm-hmm. if you are oh but they this don't is want a brand new thing it, yeah well because then you get into the community too much and then yeah yeah it's it's kind of a six to one half of another because so it, it makes it and I don't know exactly who you're talking about but I can I can imagine that this person, yeah, it, it could seem like, oh, well, they're, they're, uh, cis, they're like, they're like cis, um, favorable because they fit into cis world mm-hmm. and they understand cis world and they're just getting into trans world. But there is a big difference between de- being in the trans world and being in the cis world. Oh, yeah. Because of even how we view the world. Well, and then to have this person say that they identify more with mm-hmm. cisgender people and they said that, I was kind of like, <laughs> I was just thrown a little bit. Oh. You know what I mean? Like that but then that just what if they identify more with cisgender people than they're cisgender. Well <laughs> like like I don't know. I don't know. I I, I just uh, I mean I I am far be it for me to be the one to tell people who they are and who they aren't, but there are certain things like I've been told that I'm not trans enough multiple times yeah. because I was one of the only people that I knew identifying as a non-binary or gender well it wasn't even gender queer like I I was like I don't have a label for this but I know them in the trans community but I'm not a man or a woman so I don't know and then being told I'm not trans enough and that sucks and that made me feel very very like oh I well I guess all the work that I've been doing forever first you know like well, and you and I both know, I mean, there are, there are imposters in the trans community. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, just yeah. are. But we can't. Eve. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> but, I mean, we don't call them out or say anything because we just kind of take people as they are. But, right. But we know. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's, what, what's going on? You I, know? I mean, it's kind of like the whole gaydar thing where, yeah. like, I will meet someone and I know that they're trans before they identify as trans, but it is not for me to right. call that out. Right. And it's not for me to tell people that, and it's not for me to even talk to them about that. Yeah. But also, it works the other way, where like people are identifying as trans, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, but it's also not my place to call them out, and they're figuring out their own stuff. 
Um, but, I, you know, we, we had a weird time where confronting people about their identity is kind of you don't do it. Right. Um, That's like telling somebody you're not black enough or you're not Polish enough. Or you're right, not, yeah. right. So in that, I understand, like, you don't want to, like, demean someone's, like, personal identity. But on the other hand, like, there isn't a really firm structure on what it is to be trans. And right now it's very, very conveniently easy to be trans. Like when you want to be trans and then not when you don't want to. Um, and that has a lot that has to do with safety, Mm -hmm. but I've noticed like, especially with young people, because I do work with a lot of young people where like there will be waves where I've watched kids go, everybody go, oh, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay. And then the next week they're like, oh, I'm trans. Oh, I think I'm trans too. And it's like, I, I understand the wanting to try on the different hats. But like when you become an adult, figure your shit out. Yeah. Kids, it's a totally different thing. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to, to explore. Out, but yeah. when you are an adult, it it is very... it. I had a hard time with this when there were um, people in the media who would be like, well, you know, I'm a lesbian now, but I was married to a man and I loved him and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I get that you identify as a lesbian, but clearly you have not always been attracted to and always have been married to and loved only women. And so are you a lesbian or are you bisexual, bisexual, pansexual? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that kind of a thing where like we have these labels, and people can use whatever label they want, but sometimes their label does not classify within the overarching label of what most people would take that label to be. And so are they truly what their label, what they're stamping themselves with, or are they using that because it's a convenient way to explain the way that they are? Um, I, I wish we didn't have labels, but the thing is sometimes with labels it helps you find people yeah. it helps you and everybody's your, free to choose whether or not they want to label or not so we're going to wrap up now um thank you all for listening we really really appreciate it we are so glad to be back this year and let me tell you in 2020 things are going to happen for mm-hmm. trans mafia so keep on the lookout for us we're going to come up with some merchandise y'all can buy some t-shirts some swag uh, we're going to be hitting the media we have a fabulous new media partner fab magazine mm-hmm. if you go to fab magazine online the link is on um, trans mafia's mm-hmm. facebook page that's fab fab yes yeah, so you can click on the link it'll bring you right mm-hmm. to our podcast and you can listen to it there and it's amazing so thank yeah. you fab magazine we're glad to have yeah, you yeah we with do us. appreciate it yeah 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 so All right. have a good have a good week you guys have a good week and we'll catch up with you next week bye for now Hope you enjoyed listening to us, and uh, thanks for taking the time to share our life with us this week, y'all. <laughs> we hope you have an amazing week, and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Bye.